I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather, featuring former NHL player Rich Sutter, PGA Tour caddy Dale Valelli, and hosted by former Canadian women's national golf coach Dean Spriddle. Welcome, everybody, to August 1st. Can hardly believe it's August. The time is flying by to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather. And instead of Suds this week, who's taking a vacation in Whitefish, Montana, and he had a prior engagement, we have a Outstanding guest, Canadian J.C. Deacon, as most of our listeners may or may not know, but I'm going to introduce University of Florida golf coach and National Coach of the Year for 2023. Congratulations, J.C. Thanks, uh, Dean. Yeah, fantastic. So give us a little bit about your background. Obviously, you're Canadian from Toronto. We won't hold that against you. We don't... uh... (laughs) But tell us how you got into coaching and a bit about your background. Yeah, born born and raised in uh, Toronto, actually just just north of Toronto in in Markham. Uh, grew up playing York Downs and Beacon Hall. I was really lucky. Got into got into golf early. I got an older brother, Jeff, who uh, we competed in in, in everything together, and and uh, he picked up golf with my dad and fell in love with it. Probably five or six years old, and um, haven't stopped playing since. But. Uh, uh, always wanted to be a player. I played college golf at uh, UNLV in Las Vegas and tried to play professionally for about four or five years and uh, had had gone through all my money and uh, was pretty broke. And my my former coach in college, Dwayne Knight, uh, you know, one of the most important people in my life, uh, he called me in February 2011 and said, look, you you don't have any money in the bank and uh, you need to come work for me. So come make some money and and you can still play golf. And and uh, so I, I took him up on it. And a month later, I was the assistant golf coach at, at UNLV. And, and I found this new career path that I had never thought of a day before in my life. And yeah, it's been been a crazy ride. And uh, I guess 13 years later now, I've just going into my 10th year at the University of Florida. And um, wow. it's been amazing. So really so lucky. So, so you did a pretty meteoric rise from UNLV right to uh, Florida. You didn't go to any uh, smaller schools in the meantime, eh? Yeah, I, I Dwayne Knight. Uh, obviously, I think he's one of the greatest college golf coaches ever, yeah. and uh, had a great reputation. And 
Um, I was lucky when I started for him, you know, he already knew me from, from playing for him for four years. So he put a lot on my plate and really trusted me. So I got, got to learn the job really fast. Um, he made me pretty much do everything and figure it out on my own. And it was overwhelming at the time, but I look back and that's, you know, kind of helped frame me as a coach and, and then uh, the Florida job came open. And I think, you know, with, with everything in life, a lot of it's timing and um, I just, you know, we had had some success at UNLV and the athletic director, Jeremy Foley, saw saw something in me that probably I, I didn't even know at that time, but uh, super lucky to get the opportunity. And um, I have a massive fear of failure. So I've, I've worked extremely hard to make sure I don't screw this up. Well, yeah. And like I said, so many of our viewers will be appreciating some of the information, but become national coach of the earth. And I think Dwayne was national coach of the year twice, right? Uh, at least twice. At yeah. Least three, they, I think twice. They yeah. won the, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because, um, when they called me and told me I was the, it's the Dave Williams award is the, is the name of the award. And I always remembered behind coach Knight's desk, he has this, this, uh, like wood colored plaque with, with Dave Williams face on. It, and I stared at it for all the years I played for him and worked for him. And then, you know, to win that award, it was, it was all very surreal. So, um, proud of the names I joined and, you know, obviously, you know this very well. A, a coach is only as good as as his players, and uh, those guys hit all the shots for me and uh, won the SEC championship and won the national championship and brought a lot of pride back to the University of Florida. And I was I was very 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 proud to be their coach. So yeah, it was good a, for you. Yeah. So, hey, a uh, hey uh, JC, let me let me guess. Some of those first texts you got were probably from like Billy Horshow and Matt Every and. Verplank and the boys that just bleed gator blood. Not Verplank. <laughs> well, Billy, Billy and Matt, Verplank would kill you right now because yeah, he went Oklahoma to State. Oklahoma State. Oh so. shit. Why am I or sorry, I'm thinking uh, or uh, am I thinking um uh DeMarco? DeMarco, sorry, DeMarco, sorry, you know, hey, I'm not a golf historian, but I did know that. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, but Billy, but yeah, Verplank, Billy Billy's been kiss. amazing. Um, I know you know him and uh, he he signed on as our volunteer assistant coach a couple of years ago and has spent a lot of time with the guys. He he literally bleed, bleeds origin blue more than anyone I know. Billy Billy's been incredible. He loves this school. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I spent I just walked around him in some groups and honestly, the word Florida comes out of his mouth more than Ron DeSantis says it's like <laughs> literally. But uh, hey, uh, another thing I haven't seen in a long time. I think the last time I seen you was at the PGA during COVID year out in California. Yes. yes. And uh, that just came to me, but I didn't really recognize you with all those gray hairs. Did those come along with the job? Oh, boy. Um, it's a great question. Um, I, I've seen some pictures of when I started at Florida, Dale, and I'm serious. My hair is as, as dark as you could. I looked. Could I looked. Find. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna learn this name here real soon. Um, he's from Argentina. He is uh, somewhat dominating on the Corn Ferry Tour this year. His name's Alejandro Tosti. And oh yeah, I see him. He's leading the Eagles, the Eagle King. I'm telling you, this I've probably never seen a kid in my life this talented at golf. He's just he can do anything with a golf ball. It's like a video game. But Alejandro has a difficult time controlling his emotions and uh that was with yeah, yeah. team on the course uh it was a lot for three and a half years so i tell him all the time to his face it, a lot of these gray hairs he's responsible for. yeah yeah wow. you know what hey those uh i those argentinians and you know those south american dudes they 
they have lived a different life and a different, uh, I know I followed that guy along. He was, he almost just won that Colorado event, uh, a couple of weeks ago did he didn't he shot like 25 under he had like five or six eagles that week correct yeah i think i think he shot 60 in the final round he's just like he's a freak talent and uh but it's you bring up a good point he comes from nothing um he used to have to take a bus in rosario argentina to the golf course one hour each way he'd do yeah. it on his own at a really young age and he just has this insane commitment and appreciation for the game of golf he's just uh, I mean, everyone's going to learn a lot about him next year when he's on the on the big tour. So, so JC, uh, yeah, no. with that point, how do you find a kid in Argentina from Rosario? How do you find him? You know what, Dean? I got really lucky because uh, I got the job in June of 2014, and Alejandro was actually already committed to the University of Florida. So, oh, okay. buddy, buddy Alexander and and the the assistant coach at the time, John Handrigan, already had. Uh, had Ali signed up. So he, I inherited him and, uh, he's, he was special. Oh my goodness. He wow. is, is he good at golf? Yeah. Hey, um, what, uh, uh, I spent some time that Augusto Nunez, he's, uh, he's Argentinian, right? I, I think so. I don't, I don't know him, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's, uh, he's really good. He's went up and down and, and been close, but he's a, the emotion type guy too. And it's kind of, you know, goes back a long way too, but, uh, that kid is a stud also. I think he's going to get his card again this year, isn't he? Right on board? Really? I'm I'm not, I'm not sure. I I'm actually been following the Corn Ferry Tour a lot closer lately cuz we had uh three of our guys that just graduated this uh spring, Ricky Castillo, Fred Biondi and and Yushin Lin. They're all have status out there. So, I Yeah, the one guy won. I and Ricky won his first tournament right yeah. out of the gate. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, no. Hey, wow. hey, you know uh one thing I, I one thing I know a lot of people JC would like to know, and you know I've been a couple years even removed, uh, uh, well you know somewhat removed, def uh, definitely removed, <laughs> physically <laughs> actually removed. <laughs> but uh, um, some may say mentally kids, too. Uh, like, they, what's that? Some may say mentally as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but I know that a lot would like to know, like. Um, how ready are the kids these days when they get to college? And obviously it's speaking for itself, even, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, six years ago, four, you know, it's continued to speak for itself where these guys are ready to rock and roll, especially when they come out of these big programs. And, you know, like there's two back-to-back -back kids, that kid that Ricky won and the week before that other kid that's dominating that European Adrian. kid. Three yeah. Yeah. Um, why, uh, what's making these kids, what's making these kids so ready? What is the main thing? Is it, well, I think yeah. I think first off, you know, they're they're super talented when they get here. Um, but man, we have four years to all like all the mistakes I made. Our assistant coach is Dudley Hardy, played on the PGA tour for 30 years. When the Canadian um, Open been around the yeah. game forever. Um, so like all the things that I screwed up, that Dudley screwed up, that he learned over that that time playing against the best players in the world, we get to teach him it. And yeah. Um, you know, they get tired of hearing it at, at points for sure. And I think probably the messages drive them nuts, but, uh, you just get a fast track on, on all the things that I think we screwed up and, and Dudley learned and, and, um, they are, they're, they're already talented. Um, they just, you know, we kind of put the polish on it and, uh, maybe teach them how to, uh, make a few less bogeys. They don't usually need more offense. It's, it's usually figuring out how to play the game better, how to manage their game better, what their strengths are. Um, we work a ton on short game. I mean, a lot of, 
a lot of the high school players we see, they have terrible wedge games, yeah. not great technique around the green. So we spent a lot of time doing that. And then, uh, you know, just the maturity part, like Adrian uh, Dumont, who you're mentioning from Illinois, he's just, I, I got to coach him when I was uh, coached the Palmer cup a couple of years ago and he was on the team and he's just such a mature young man with bombs it beautiful swing, great iron player. And he can chip and putt. It's like, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you can do all those things, you're going to be able to win golf. Well, hopefully, hopefully they're not watching your wedge game from what I remember. <laughs> I, I remember taking a couple of dollars from you. That probably added to those gray hairs, hey? <laughs> you were you were good, you crafty little bastard. But uh, That's all um, we used to be good at, chipping around the greens for hours. I had eight birdies and an eagle today. Did stealing you? All the, stealing yep. all the little kids' money around the putting green at uh, Canuck yeah, Golf Club. Yeah, and French fries, baby. You still got it, man. I know it. I love it. So, yeah, JC, question, yards. question for you, JC. So what do you think you pass on to the players that why didn't you make it as a player? Oh, that's a great question. I think no, number one, right out of the gate, um, I could not control my emotions the way that you need to uh, to play high-level golf. And, I had heard uh, you're a little hard on yourself. Yeah, I was very hard on myself, and uh, and I, I look back. I've I've always been very competitive, um, but when you start watching from uh, from the outside and you're coaching these guys and you watch them have these two, three, four hole fits where they're worried about two holes ago and a mistake they made, you you just see how it wears on you mentally, and maybe it doesn't catch you right there in that moment. But it's going to down the road, and I just think the the ability to control your emotions is, is so important. And and I didn't have that. Um, I could fight and grind and compete, and um, I wanted to beat everyone really bad. But uh, you know, I look at the ball control of of an Alejandro Tosti or a Fred Biondi, who I just coached this last year. Yeah. Yushin Lin, like these guys are so much better than than I ever was. And um, the level is is getting scary good. There's so many good players around the world now and um, so many people training and, you know, have all these great coaches and trainers and mental coaches. It's it's endless. And, uh, um, you know, I, I uh, there's there's a lot. That's a that's such a great question. But uh I love the game and and it's done so much for me. And I think for whatever reason, I, I was meant to be a coach. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, I didn't end up being good enough to make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think, Hey, Richie would like this. You're probably, you know, your mind, you were playing hockey out there when you were playing golf mentally, instead of playing golf, like this guy, you know, calm, cool and collective. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's something to it. I, I, uh, I actually almost quit golf when I was 15 to, to try and take on a, on a hockey career. And that would, that would have been a terrible decision, but uh, I, that was my first love. Um, my brother had a hockey stick in my hand when I was two. I'm still, I know you guys will love to hear this, but I'm the biggest Toronto Maple Leaf fan in the world and love the sport dearly. But uh, um, I think you might be right, Dale. Cause you know, everyone always says how, you know, how do you coach golf? You, it's not raw, raw, fire the guys up, run through a wall. It's just like you said, you've got to be calm um you gotta you know you gotta keep your your uh your breathing at a certain level and and um you know try and try and stay relaxed as much as you can it doesn't help you to get all fired up and um so yeah it, it didn't work for me and and i learned the hard way and um but uh you know like i said it's it's things i can pass on to the guys because I, I still like to play with them and 
Um, I've been lucky enough to win a couple Florida State Opens the last few years, so I can still play a little bit. And they see that, and they ask me the same question. You know, Coach, you, you, you're good. Why didn't Why didn't you make it? And it's just <laughs> it's this little stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Hey, one other thing, I, I didn't really think about this till right now, but uh, obviously, incredible winning the SEC Coach of the Year. I mean, that in itself is amazing. Um, winning the National Coach of the Year. There's really there's, I mean, we've had guys out on here that they've won the U.S. Open as a caddy. You know, they've done other majors, some really cool things. There's, there's only one of you guys that wins that, and there's nothing above that. I don't know, has that sunk in? How amazing, dude, that is! Like literally, that's fucking unbelievable, dude. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, I, I think probably the coolest part about it, Dale, is um, no one's ever going to be able to take this away from. No, us. hell no, man. Yeah. And we got we got this forever, and it's it's there's I think 300 Division One golf programs, and they're all trying to do what we did, and it's incredibly hard with all the match play and um, the whole process of getting there, and how hard Greyhawk was, and the fact that we figured it out and wiggled out of some some really really tough circumstances, and um, you know we're able to win that final match against Georgia Tech. Uh, that's a memory I'm I'm never ever going to forget. I'm so incredibly proud of. I I know. You know, all the guys in our in our locker room know the work that went into that. And I guess, you know, you, it's like cliche and you don't think of this when you're young, but it's the journey's the special part. And I know uh, a lot of our guys struggled and, you know, there's lots of tears along the way and and tough times, but uh, they persevered and we were really tough in the end of the year. We were, up, you know, Florida State in the semifinals. Uh, they were up two points to none. Uh, two of the matches were tied. And we were two down with three to go in the other match. Literally, this thing was over. Uh, we had no chance to win this thing. And somehow, some way, we kept fighting. Ricky flips his match, uh, gets it back to square. The other two guys win one up on the 18th hole, and then Ricky wins in the 20th uh, on a playoff. Right and, and, and we go to the final. So it's just be, hey, yeah. It was what uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about that format? Obviously, I don't remember the exact year that it switched where it was. You know, all stroke was it stroke play, and then they kicked a guy out, one of the scores out, and then obviously it went now to qualifying, and then into the the match play. You yeah. know, team. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I think it's been incredible for our game. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm probably probably raining on my own parade here, but uh, I'm I'm not sure it gets the the best team to win every year. Um, I think stroke play would probably settle that, but. Uh, being on the golf channel and the eyes and oh yeah um, you know the the world that we've drawn to our game college golf is as popular and booming as it's ever been before and that's a hundred percent because people get get to see the product you get to see these young kids before they're they're playing on the PGA tour and it's 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 really awesome and it the matches are intense so yeah I, I'm a huge believer in it now um I was even before we we had the success it's um, it's really neat to watch the kids because you're playing match play against another team. They have, there's no individual game for them. You know, it's all about the team and yeah, yeah. To fight together all year. And I, like I said before, I'm a huge hockey guy and to have that just actual that. team feel yeah. where literally there's nothing you can do individually that that's, if you win and your team loses four one, it does you nothing good. You, you've got to depend on your teammates and, that's a that's a really really neat feeling, and I know our players love love going through that. 
Yeah, I think it brings the best of both in some respects, right? You play stroke play to get there and you, you crown the individual champion, which I guess was Fred as well, right? Which is another yeah. great accomplishment. Yeah. And then hey. I think it, the ultimate test for golfers is one. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Against one. Yeah. You know, hey, and- give me your best shot against my best shot. Sometimes you win playing great. And sometimes you win playing poorly, right? So it's yeah. a real mental fortitude, I think, hey, JC. It it was it was it was in Arizona. It was a it was a crazy week. The tournament you have a practice round on Thursday, first rounds Friday, and then you know we're playing the final round of stroke play Monday. Fred wins. We got to somehow get back to the hotel at like nine, get some sleep, eat. And we got we're getting up at three thirty the next day to play thirty six holes, and it was a marathon of golf. And um, yeah, just just the most amazing memory, but I I'm with you. I like, I really like the format. We played great in stroke play just to even be in the match play. So there's, there's 30 teams that make it to the national championship and you got to play great to make it in those final eight. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a great test and uh, an incredibly hard championship to win. And I'm, I'm super, super thankful. We, we did that. Hey, you know, another thing JC is uh, you're obviously doing a really good job. Obviously the numbers speak for itself, but Obviously, it's it's all about the kids and, and, you know, trying to help them and whatever. You were with Kurt back in UNLV as an assistant coach. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, go to Florida, you know, that's 13 years, whatever, years later. And, and you're still out there. That's the last time I seen you. And I know that he's still – you're still a part of his, you know, I don't know exactly the role you play other than being a, a super fan, buddy, ex-coach, you know, I, yeah. I think. But uh, so you're obviously doing a, a really, really good job, man, so – you're making well, a lot I, of people up here proud. I appreciate that, Dale. Yeah, Kurt Kurt Kitayama has been really special to me. He another one. He was already committed to UNLV when I got there, so I inherited him. And uh, he wasn't very good uh, when I first got I know. there. He, he I really, know. I know He could barely break seventy five. It's it's a true story. And uh, but the kid works so hard, and he was never going to be denied. He's a great athlete, and uh, just kept getting better and better and better and. Um, you know, just kind of good timing and, and lucky I was in the right spot. He asked me to help him out in 2017 or 18 
Um, he was going to Q school over in Europe. He had just lost his corn fairy card and was, you know, just wasn't playing good and confused and didn't know. And I said, dude, I, 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 I've been watching your swing forever. I know, I, I think I, I think I can help you. And sure enough, he goes and makes it through all three stages and wins on the European tour yeah. a couple months after that. So we've been working together since, and, um, you know, he's won on the PGA tour at Bay Hill this year and, um, got to top 20 in the world. And he's done all these cool things from a kid at 18 years old who could barely break 75. It's, it's amazing what attitude and, and hard and he's, work. He's played, there. he's a, he's a legit pioneer. I swear he's played like 11 tours. He's literally done. I was with, when I went back, that's 13, 14, tour, eh? 14 years ago, 13 years ago, I don't know exact age, but he was out on the web, but like a long time ago, back and yeah. forth and here and there. And he's played everywhere. He's great athlete too, though, eh, JC? Great athlete. Great athlete. Yeah, phenomenal basketball. Bat- basketball player in high school. Um, he's, you know, he's good at ping pong. He's got the hand-eye coordination. And he's he's got a little different move at it. But I think that's what makes him unique. And um, we've tried to really kind of keep his DNA through this whole thing. And um, that's the tricky thing. He's got the attitude. That's the well. key. Yeah. But he's always – it's tough because he's constantly wanting to get better. And – you know, he wins Bay Hill and finishes. I think he finished fourth at the PGA this year. He had his first the low round of the day on Sunday. Yeah, he played awesome. And but then it's what's next? How do I get better? I want to keep pushing. And um, it's tough because you know, at some points in in golf, I think you got to sit back and just say, all right, let's just keep getting better at being me and doing the things that I do well. And so it's a it's a tough balance. But uh, you know as well as anyone, Dale, that PGA Tour is so insanely competitive. And there's new great players coming in every year. The the old yeah. guys are there that have kept their card forever. So um, yeah, you tough. know you do you do kind of have to push it. I see the no, corn, you do. corn you fairy last though? week. Hey Dale, the corn fairy last week seven under made the cut. That was okay. Hey, you know what? It's I actually, though. you guys, I'm not joking. I've got screenshots of some pictures. I went through every round. I never seen the corn fairy drop it. No place drop it. I did. I went all the way through every single scorecard because there was only four guys that shot over part of the first day. How many bogey-free rounds? I counted every scorecard. How many bogey-free rounds do you think there was? Last week? The last week on the first round, Thursday. Wow. 25. How many do you think? 25. More. More than that. 30 bogey-free rounds. I was going to drop every single one of them. Like, wow. I, spent, I spent six years out there, and I know how – I know how low they go and, and whatever. After the first day, it was five, almost going to six. And like, is this like fucking for real? Like, it's like seven. And then they post like uh, 7,200 yards right at 74. And I'm like, yeah, these balls are just like, like stopping like dead, like, and whatever. Perfect green 72. Like, but uh, these guys, these guys are amazing, dude. Well, but I'll tell you, 30 bowling well, three rounds. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I didn't get you ready for a PGA Tour golf course. I promise you. I'll tell you a tough story from last week. I still feel like an idiot because uh, Fred Biondi, who's one of the greatest kids I've ever met in my life, won the national championship this year. He's got status out there. So I'm following Fred's card, and it's not looking good. He's at three under. He's playing in the morning wave on Friday. Birdie's 16, birdie's 17, birdie's 18 to get to six. So now he's like t42 or something you say good good job i call them i call them i left them a message ready you're a badass for the last three to make the (laughs) cut let's go and then sure enough the number goes to seven Seven. and i'm like i'm an idiot oh yeah you want to hear 
I'll tell you guys the worst story ever about about that. And I did that. And I'm a scoreboard watcher. I'm a watcher, everything. And the year uh, uh, it was the Cornberry Tour Championship was at, uh, or whatever it was, the web.com was at the PG or at the uh, in Jacksonville at the other one, not TPC. Yeah, at the Valley. The Valley course. Yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, fuck, what was his name? He used to play the, he went to, oh my God, I can't remember his name, but. The guy hit it on 18. I was sitting at the I we had already got our card and we were sitting at the bar just outside the, the TPC. That was that with big, Andre Gonzalez. It wasn't Andre, it was uh Oh, the guy the made guy like a played. 50 footer on the ninth hole. I or on, it was the 18th hole. Oh, yeah, no, 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 but this now. was he this kid, I'll remember his name. I'll tell you guys, I'll remember it. But he I was at the bar and he hit it to three feet on 18. And if he made it, if he made it, he got uh he got his card and uh and I left the bar. I left the bar. Sorry, you guys. I left the bar and got there. And he was in the parking lot. And I walked up to him. And I was like, dude, congratulations. Congratulations. And he's like, yeah, I missed that putt. And I was like, and it would have got his tour card. Oh, <laughs> It was, uh, oh, I can't remember oh. his name. I can't. I, I can't. But I was literally a block away and missed the putt. But it was like two and a half feet on 18. And I was like, yeah, congratulations. He was going to jump into like 21st. Missed it. Didn't get it. I felt I guess, you, I guess you weren't on his Christmas card list, did you? That's why you no. can't remember. Yeah, his name. yeah, no, definitely wasn't on his Christmas <laughs> card. And then he took, and that's why I can't remember, but he took <laughs> what company? Volvic. He took the sure. he took a huge contract with Volvic and and played like lost his card the next year, and I've never seen him again. It was the same year Bubba did it. I'll remember his name. He was really big bearded guy. Uh I remember when Bubba did that. That was a disaster. Trevor or Tyler. I, I can't remember it. I'll, I'll, I, I can't matter. remember. The story is good enough. Hey, yeah. GC, I want to ask you because there'd be a bunch of parents listening to this. So a, a Canadian kid, right? Great player in, in, in around his own. Again, if you take Ontario or Alberta or BC, but not known in the U.S. by any coaches necessarily, what, what events do they have to play in? It used to be when, when certainly when Dale was a kid 40 years ago, um, AJGA was number one, and then now the FCWT seems to be getting some weight to it. And the US junior, obviously, and the Canadian junior, but sometimes the Canadian junior champion doesn't get noted or recognized in the US. What's your feelings on that as a good Canadian junior who has aspirations yeah, of playing there? Yeah, it's a, a great question, Dean. And I, I think about it a lot. Um, you know, they're I think the top Canadian kids are are starting to get noticed. You know, you look at her page at Kent State, and yeah. um, he built a program around Canadian kids for a long time. I and, know them all. Uh, some yeah, of the, some of the teams they had with Pendy and Corey Connors and Mac Hughes, and you know, all yeah. all there at the same time. They Ryan Yip, Ryan Yip too, who's coaching there. Ben now. Curtis. Yeah, I mean, they were ridiculous, yeah. and. Uh, um, you know, I think obviously AJGA is going to be the one that I would probably see the most, uh, just because we're constantly checking that. Yeah. Um, that's going to register and, and get you a bunch of bunch of points on the whether it's the Rolex rankings or Junior Golf scoreboard. But uh, you know, I guess I'm maybe a little bit biased because being from there, I I just love paying attention to Canadian Junior Golf. I'm always watching it, following Derek Ingram and and what he's doing with all those guys and. Um, Robert Radcliffe, I know, you know, they got a, they got a great program coming up here. There's some really, really good, good Canadian kids that, uh, we've been recruiting a little bit that are, 
going to be coming up here going forward. So um, I personally pay attention a lot, but uh, you know, it, it's tough. It is tough. You've got to find a way to stand out somehow. And uh, you know, that's taking some trips down to Florida or Georgia or California or wherever it is and, and getting in front of us. Cause there's not going to be that many college golf coaches that are going up to Canada yeah, uh, sure. to recruit. So you've got to yeah. kind of keep you, your comfort zone. You and could start eating hot dogs without buns and that'll get you noticed too. If you take your shirt off, you know, that could be a way to stand out too for everyone listening. <laughs> you're don't worry you stand out that that beard you couldn't miss that from miles away Holy dude i fuck. trimmed it had a shower and put my purple shirt on for you well you look great you know you always look great wow. yeah yeah don't, please don't encourage him jc <laughs> yeah don't you're helping me you're helping me too much here hey yeah. you know what uh i um caddied uh, for a buddy just in the mickles invitational and, and whatnot i know this is way back but uh kevin blue was there you remember Kevin, Kevin is still still one of my very good friends in this world. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. The, I probably the smartest guy I so know. Blue is there. And uh, actually, uh, I don't know. Do you remember uh, Andrew Ross? Of course. Yeah, I spoke to Andrew a couple That's times Steven's, last year. Is that Stephen's son? Shop. It is Stephen's son. Yeah, yeah. sure. sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I talked to him. I uh, buddy, uh, or uh, going to see him at the Canadian Mid. I'm going out there to caddy for a buddy. But yeah, just saw kevin still uh still the same guy not i don't i don't uh i didn't really know because i was younger when we were playing that and then he went off one of the smartest dudes still ever i guess i'm assuming he is the smartest guy i've ever met and he's running golf canada now yeah things he's got in his mind and what what his plans are and what he's gonna do he's running golf Golf. canada yeah he is player development i think eh? yeah no shit a stanford degree and you still end up in fucking canada running golf canada hey (laughs) <laughs> he was an ad an athletic director for a bunch of years and i think he got really close to getting the usc or ucla job i can't remember wow. which one just missed out and then got this opportunity and you know he's going to put his whole heart and passion into oh it yeah oh yeah he's, he's doing a great job right now so jc you what are kinda, buddy as you are jc what kind of what kind of players did you play with back in ontario that, that we would know what kind of uh, so my big Mark, Mark Leon was, was oh, my yeah, best sure. friend. Uh, Mark's now currently the head coach at his alma mater at Penn state university. Sure. Um, Peter Laws won the Ontario oh, yeah, Peter. back in the day. He's player. Andrew Parr who played at sure. Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. Andrew had a, had a really successful, um, professional career there for a little while. So, uh, Richard Scott, obviously sure. won the national championship at, uh, Georgia. And I think, what did he win? Three or four Canadian AMs. He and he yeah, was he won three for sure. Incredible. Did he win? I only thought he won two. University of Georgia, I, yeah. I think he won at least three. Yeah, Dickey was was incredible. So I still see all those guys and talk oh, to them. Good. And it's a it's amazing. You look back, even at you know, some of the guys out in Alberta, like you know, Barrett Jarosh and James Love sure. and Graham Dillette. You know, they were we had we had a crazy group of of great players that did some good stuff in college and you know, Graham obviously made it to the guy. You're, you're still forgetting me, JC. I used to fucking whip you boys up. I was like six <laughs> years younger than you. Hey, you were the I little. You, you put that out of your mind. I hear you. Remember, you were the little brother when I first met you, and then you turned into a player. You snuck up on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. You know, I was one of those guys that got too good, too young, and then I just fucking went like this. You peaked at thirteen, Dale. I, I peaked at nine. 
Well, if you're That's making excellent. birdies and an eagle today, I, you're you're doing just fine. Yeah, well, when you've played, uh, when you've retired at 35 for five years, kind of not by choice. Uh, when you start playing 200 rounds a year, it's it's pretty simple. I'm not gonna lie. That is nice. You're lucky. another another right. name you you've got to know, JCB James Lepp. Uh, he, I put Leper in that Alejandro Toasty category. Oh, I talked to you guys about earlier. James's talent was freaky. Um, yeah, he could, he could do things with a golf ball that was just insane. And he had, you know, such a creative mind as, as we saw with his, you'd have, have played with, you'd have played with Curry too. Yes. Yeah. Lee Curry. Curry? RB yeah, was sure. really good back then too. My brother really, was really good. good. Yeah. I remember, really good. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think I don't know if it's the hockey part of it and in, in us growing up with good hand-eye coordination, but Canada just continues to produce great golfers. And I've I've loved watching Brooke Henderson, you know, yeah, doing what know. she's doing right now. That's that's really awesome too, seeing that Canadian flag up there. So I Canada, also golf in Canada's it's powerful. Good. I also think you know c- competitiveness too, playing other sports, not just playing golf. I think that helps the the kids too, eh? I think it's huge. You know, yeah. it's uh, it, it's not quitting. Um, so many things that you learn in in these other team sports that that pertain to golf. Uh, I think you're bang on, and I just I I'm a huge believer in that. Just be good at everything. Yeah, and it, you know, hand eye coordination in in every sport rolls over into golf. You don't have to just be a golfer from age you know five years old. Do do it all and have some fun playing sports. I I took Richard Scott and James Lepp to Mexico for. Uh... Copas de las Americas the I week remember. after the week after James had just won the NCAAs. And I think he shot ridiculously low round in the final round at 21 putts. So yeah. it, was, it was amazing. Puerto Vallarta we were in. And so Richard's working his tail off as per usual, right? He's on the yeah. range early morning and playing in lots of practice rounds. And James Lepp decides not to take any drivers. Uh, and all he takes on the golf course is a lob wedge for his practice rounds. Yeah. He says, you know, are you going to putt? He says, no, I just had 21 putts last week in uh, I'll be wherever fine. it was. And he goes, I know I yeah, can well, putt. Yeah, that's why, you know, I uh, I, I wouldn't I take any putt. clubs out there. I would just envision, like, I hit them all perfect. It was easier than I wouldn't get mad. Well, there, there, there's actually something to that. You can you can practice in sitting in your bed and just visualizing it. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm a believer in that. I'm trying I to remember hurt. the guy's name, but I can't Dean again. Wilson. Dean Wilson did it on the Canadian tour in Morningstar. He went out the, the day before with a bucket of no balls. He poured the bucket out and visualized every shot. And went and shot 61 at Morningside. Didn't win the tournament, but the best score around that place I've ever seen. And and everybody the next day were trying it with no I no bet they were balls. trying it. <laughs> That's yeah, a bunch I of did, crazy golfers. Dan Johnson you. did it too. But he hit, he hit every shot and he hit and he followed the ball with his eyes and let the ball bounce and incredible. That's Just pure visualization. There's Never. absolutely something to that. You sure. this, this sport is all about the mind and you've got to power find of mind to use it. Yeah. Power of mind and being good at chipping and putting. No, That's it's it. amazing. Yeah. So JC, I know we could spend hours talking about old names and like Ralph Barra comes to mind too. And he was I just saw in the Ralph news. not too long ago. He was just in the news with Lee Hodges giving him a nice shout out for the putting stuff, eh? I saw that. Ralph took me through his uh putting program, I think back in maybe January or February. It was great to spend kind of half a day with him. He was down at the PGA show and 
Um, he's having a lot of success yeah. with it. Yeah, he's got a. He's having a ton team. of success. Yeah, you have to be a mathematician. And, uh, I heard. Is that right? You have to be a. Well, hey, like he's Lee a really Hodges, smart guy. Lee Hodges think, uses it. Yeah, Hodges uses uses it and won this week. And he kind of he like Dean was saying, he really credited uh, Ralph with the win. But I think if you just practice it for for a couple days and and you get the the understanding and the basics, you can pick it up really fast. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, you guys, you know, you guys probably did. You guys have been under reading putts your whole lives, so it would really benefit you guys. For <laughs> me, I just need a little bit of just an apex tool. Hey, Dale, really if it gets good. to four feet, yeah. I just pick them up because I know I'm going to make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your back hurts. How is hey. your game, Dean? That's pretty good. That's yeah, very good. Solid? Pardon? You're still playing solid. I love it. Oh, yeah. I still play lots. I love playing. It's the same yeah. as you. It's the reason I, I turned professional was to play, right? And then when you're not quite good enough, you turn to coaching, I guess, eh? That's to it. Yeah. That's what you do. Still, and you, you almost do the coaching to try and keep your game in shape and keep yourself getting better. So, yeah, I love to play. I tell you what, my the psychoness of of the golf in me hasn't gone away. I, I you know, if I ever got, I have three kids now, so it's super busy. But uh, they they went away uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was just me for a couple days. And I can literally, I can still sit on the range for five hours and hit balls and try and yeah, figure. Yeah, it out. that's punishing yourself, JC. You come out this way, I'll tune you up a bit, eh? <laughs> You're on. You you've been talking a lot. We're gonna have to play now. I know. I was trying to go back and look up and find some leaderboards so I could show you. I couldn't find anything with my name above yours. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I could, I could play until I turned about 18 and then it started going downhill from there. That's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. Hey, JC, I just really wanted to thank you for taking the time. I know you're doing some recruiting across the Midwest and stuff. So can't thank you enough. It's been a fantastic show. And, uh, and again, all the best in the future and, and know that we're watching on television and watching and cheering for Florida. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dean. It's great to see you again. And Dale, I've always had a had a great relationship with him. And uh, we'll be we'll be waiting to get you back down here, Bilelli. Oh, yeah. You know what? Just make sure you got a hot dog or a taco, okay? <laughs> or beef jerky. I got beef you. Beef jerky. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Oh, beef jerky. Thanks for listening to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather. Tune in next week and be sure to check out www.theporkmissile.com for merch and more. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.